Good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Sunday morning liturgy at Holy Trinity Lutheran Church, Chicago. We are so glad you're worshiping whether, with us, whether you've ever been in our buildings or not, whether you've been a part of our online community, whether you've been coming for years, whatever you think of church or organized religion. We hope that you will join us as we put our faith into action, working for justice in the world, especially for persons of color and those left behind, as we work to care for the earth and work for the common good. Today is an unusual Sunday for me. We are beginning to uh, have the Lutheran pastors of the four ELCA congregations in Lakeview preach at each other's churches once during the next nine months, and this is my weekend. So Bo compared this to a Methodist circuit writer pastor. Last night I started at HC Loop at 5. At 8.30 I was at Resurrection a few blocks away. I'm here, and then I will duck out and preach at St. Luke at 10.30 and at Lakeview next week. So you'll be hearing more about our spirited and um, discussions about collaboration among the ELCA congregations and how we can make a stronger witness together as we continue to discuss this in the future months. Please now take a deep breath as we begin to prepare our hearts for worship on this Lord's Day.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. God of love, giver of life, you know our frailties and failings. Give us your grace to overcome them. Keep us from lose those things that harm us and guide us in the way of salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Exodus. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages, as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people there thirsted for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt? to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst. So Moses cried out to the Lord, what shall I do with this people? They're almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it, so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. teaching all my people. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will declare the mysteries of ancient times. That which we have heard and known and what our forebears have told us, we will not hide from their children. We will recount to generations to come the praiseworthy deeds and the power of the Lord and the wonderful works God has done. marvels in the sight of their ancestors, in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan, 
splitting open the sea and letting them pass through, making the waters stand up like walls, leading them with a cloud by day and all the night with a glow of fire, splitting the rocks in the wilderness and giving them drink as from the deep, bringing streams out of a rock, making them flow down like a river. A reading from Philippians. If there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, although being in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but relinquished it all, taking the form of a slave being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for God's good pleasure. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, by what authority do you do these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question if you tell me the answer. Then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, then why did you not believe him? Of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go work in the vineyard today. The son answered, I will not but later changed his mind and went. The father said to the second, the same thing. And the son answered, I go, sir. But then he didn't go. Which of the two did the will of the father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the dominion of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. I have a confession to make to you all. My mind is made up. Now, not only how I'm going to vote, but who is to blame for all the problems in this country and what I think of people who vote differently than I do. My mind is made up. After all, I am overwhelmed overwhelmed by the pandemic, overwhelmed by racial injustice, by the grand jury decision in Louisville, overwhelmed by the brokenness of the criminal justice system, by protests that don't bring about real change, and by a country torn apart by ideology. I'm overwhelmed by what is happening to our earth, by our inability to make changes for future generations, and by our mere short-sightedness so I stand with the Israelites. I join the Israelites in the wilderness today, complaining, murmuring, lamenting, and grumbling. Is the Lord among us or not? If you're like me, it's easy to think that the divisiveness, the partisanship, the hatred, the bigotry, and Sometimes the plain, stupid human behavior is a sign of our times rather than part of the human story, part of the human condition. The early Christians at Philippi 
shatter these illusions if we imagine them all standing in a circle and holding hands and saying, singing, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Rather, they also know struggle, they also know tension, they also know division. And they must have also dealt with power plays, like we're seeing today. How else could Paul exhort them to be of one mind, to put others in line ahead of you, to seek the common good rather than your own personal ambition? This last week, we grieved the death of surprise. You, you thought you knew where I was going. Lutheran pastor Robert Grace, who was the only white clergy person to support the Montgomery bus boycott in 1955. Because of his faith, he sought to change the minds of others. He called it a spiritual movement. In Montgomery, it was black Christians teaching white Christians how to be Christian, Great said. We also, many of us, deeply grieve the loss of R Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yesterday, I was in my car to H.T. Loop, and on the radio, I heard Amy Coney Barrett refer to the unlikely friendship between Ginsburg and Antonine Scalia. Maybe you heard this story of a time when Scalia brought RBG two dozen roses on her birthday. When one of Scalia's clerks asked him how he could do this in light of Ruth never giving him the vote he needed on a 5-4 case of any significance, Scalia replied, some things are more important than votes. Hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. We need to be bold. This congregation is bold. We must speak out for justice, especially for those who are poor, for persons of color, for all those left behind by the system. But nothing will be accomplished if we do so with hatred, and arrogance, and the inability to listen to one another. As Abraham Lincoln said in a, another very frightful time, in well-known words, we must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic cords of memory will swell again when touched as surely they will be by the better angels of our nature. I'm proud that Holy Trinity is a progressive congregation. And as progressives, we pride ourselves on being tolerant, on being open-minded, except for those who don't think like we do. Surely we need to witness in the public sphere, as I said, but when everything becomes politicized, even our faith, what happens to our country? Surely our hope as people of faith is in something more than politics alone. So as our country faces another bruising battle over a Supreme Court justice, as many wonder whether this election could break America, 
as we prepare to discuss the fair tax and other difficult issues, as we prepare to rally, to canvass, to protest, to vote, as we face weeks and months ahead that fill us with fear and anxiety, these words of Paul are not, are not easy to hear. Most of us would rather become more radicalized knowing we are right than heed Paul's words, be of one mind, empty yourself, look to the needs of others before your own. Well, there's a crisis of authority in today's gospel. Well, there's a crisis of authority in our country. In our gospel today, the religious authorities are baffled by the one called Jesus who has no patience for smooth-talking religion without deeds of mercy. The son held up in the parable is the one who first says no, but then changes his mind and goes to work in the vineyard. The one who had the humility to change his mind and do what was asked is the exemplary one. <laughs> and then Jesus gives a zinger. Jesus gives a zinger to all those whose minds are made up, the so-called religious authorities. Prostitutes and tax collectors, tax collectors are in line before you. Now, if we were to make that up today for our context where we pretty much think alike, we would have to say, and it's hard to say, the people we deplore, the very people that yank our chain, the very people who seem so unworthy are in line before us. Not the powerful, not the rich, not the outspoken, but those who know their need of God. Now, oh my, if that doesn't make you want to fall on your knees and cry, Lord, have mercy, I don't know what will. Thomas Merton, one of my heroes, said, we must passionately confront injustice in ourselves. If we are open to the spirit, we have to, we have to claim our share for the divisiveness and hateful spewing across social media, in the press, at protests, among families. No wonder these words of Martin Luther King Jr. seem so right for us in the year 2000 as they did in the late 1960s. I want to be on your right or left side, not in terms of some political kingdom, not in terms of some ambition, but I want to be there in love, in justice, in truth, in commitment to others, so that we can make of this old world a new world. There's a story of a young Hasidic man who marries a woman whose family had assimilated, a Jewish woman, but their family had assimilated to the, to the surrounding culture, a different brand of Judaism, right? The marriage does not last, and the father-in-law throws the young man out. Now, since his strict religious community had rejected him because he married outside his people, he has nowhere to go, and he dies in a gutter. The next scene is the last judgment. The young man stands before the Messiah, and all the characters come to ask for judgment. 
Who is responsible for this young man's death? It seems like everyone's mind is closed. The father-in-law says, it's not my fault. I consulted with my rabbi. The rabbi says, it's not my fault. It's here in the law. The Messiah says, the father-in-law's right. The rabbi is right. The law is right, but I have come for those who are not right. And he gathers, he scoops up the young man in his arms and carries him into the kingdom. For us, Jesus is the one who comes to save us from ourselves, from our disdain for those on the other side that we believe are not right. Have this mind among yourselves, Paul writes. In other words, he says, put on the mind of Christ, the one who empties himself, humbles himself, who lived not for himself but the sake of others, those most in need, those hated, those left behind, even those who scorned and crucified him. The words fear and trembling come at the end of that reading from Philippians. With fear and trembling, trembling, as Paul writes, open your minds, open your hearts to this salvation. Walk forward in faith, not knowing what the next months will bring. For God comes near this day. For us, the rock that Moses strikes is Christ. The living water of baptism gushes forth. You are not alone. God's joy is complete, to tweak Paul just a bit. Christ empowers us to be of the same mind, to have the same love, to be of full accord. When all seems hopeless, remember the promise of baptism. A new day is dawning. Dear people of Holy Trinity, this leads to doxology, as it does every Sunday. This leads to thanksgiving, to praise. The one humbled is exalted. This Christ Jesus is our hope, our salvation, our freedom, our source of unity. With Paul, with the faithful of all ages, we confess him to be Lord, to the glory of God. On this, on this, the foundation of our faith, our mind is made up. Now may our hearts, may our hearts follow as well. Amen. Dear friends, we give thanks for the gift of baptism and for these people, one with us in the body of Christ, whom we welcome as new members and associate members into the life and ministry of this congregation. I invite David and Ann Nelson to speak. Ann Nelson, Kansas City, Missouri. David Nelson, I live with her, but this week I'm living with her in Estes Park, Colorado. Megan Sizemore, my partner Becky, Andersonville, Chicago, Illinois. Keith Short, I live in Rockford, Illinois with Lisa. 
I'm Lisa Short. Our daughter, Leslie Kuhagen, and son-in-law, Scott, and grandson, Thomas, attend Holy Trinity. And Lydia and Dick, are you here? Please introduce yourselves. Yes, good morning. Yes, uh, we're here. Uh, Lydia and Dick Tuttle from Miami, Florida, where uh, leaves to be associates to Holy Trinity. We've been watching on Zoom for a long time. And our relationship uh, is through uh, Pastor Craig, who is, uh, who we're related to as uh, brothers and sister-in-law. And uh, we're blessed to have, a, uh, having shared uh, the ministry here at Holy Trinity. Now with the whole church, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In baptism, we are welcomed into the body of Christ and sent to share the mission of God. We are called to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. Siblings in Christ, do you intend to continue in the covenant of your baptism among God's people in this place? I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. I do, I do and I ask God to help and guide me. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. And now, people of God, do you promise to support and pray for these new members in their life in Christ? If so, answer, we do, and we ask God to help and guide us. We do, we do and we ask, ask God, God to help and guide us. us. Let us welcome these siblings in Christ to this community of faith. We rejoice with you in the life of baptism. Together, we will give thanks and praise to God and proclaim the good news to all the world. Drawn together in the compassion of God, we pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. Even as the virus challenges our communities to seek new ways forward, continue to inspire all the baptized with the mind of Christ. Hear us, O God. Around us, nature is strained, polar ice is melting, Excessive rains ravage the land, fires consume forests, fields, and homes, 
and animals are deprived of habitat. That you will preserve and protect the earth, hear us, O God. Around us is a needy world. Violence threatens stability. People experience prejudice. Reforms are thwarted. Workers are unemployed. Children are abused. That you will save the people in all the nations of the world. Hear us, O God. In our nation's courts, we see justice delayed and justice denied. Yet, we thank you for the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and for her passion for equality under the law. That you will uphold honest judges and insightful juries throughout our criminal justice system. Hear us, O God. Around us are the sick. There is starvation. The virus continues. Many persons receive no medical attention. Our neighbors and dear ones are ill. That you relieve the suffering of those who are ill in body, mind, or spirit, especially those we name in the chat feature or by unmuting. Larry Waller. Hear us, O God. In our anxiety and fear, give us humility to practice the unity we have in Christ. We give thanks for the witness of Blessed Mary, Michael and all angels, Jerome, and all your holy ones. May we join them in confessing Jesus Christ as Lord through our life and at our death. We ask all these things, trusting in your great mercy in Christ our Lord. Amen. With trust in God who nourishes and sustains us, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of the God of Abraham and Sarah and of Jesus Christ, born of our sister Mary, and the Holy Spirit who broods over the world as a mother over her children, be upon you and remain with you forever. Amen.
good to have you all with us today in worship. Even though I can't see you on gallery view, I'll get to that soon, but I know that you're here and we appreciate you being with us for worship. I'd like to start out by giving you all thanks. We've been um, really, really blessed with your generosity here at Holy Trinity and we um, are thankful that those gifts are continuing even in the midst of the pandemic and that they're enabling our ministries that continue these days. Our loose offering this week, and that's um, if you go to Venmo or online and make a donation, um, that'll go to um, our ministries that we serve that are close to our heart here at Holy Trinity. Uh, things like the Lakeview Pantry, One North Side, and the Lighthouse Foundation. And then if you'd like to make a special gift to the Elvina Social Justice Moen, I'm sorry, Elvina Moen Social Justice Fund, um, those, those funds go to help people who are struggling at this time and need extra help during the pandemic. After worship today, I invite you to stay and join us for a Small Bites presentation, a forum that will happen at 10.30. We'll begin exactly at 10.30. Um, Carrie Fleming and Ken Duckman, who are representatives with One Northside, will be with us, as will Anna Gabler, Gobler, Anna from One Northside, to give us a presentation about the Fair Tax Amendment. And we really encourage you all to stay for that so you can learn more about it. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of the month, October 4th. And so we will be having communion online. You'll find more information about that in the e-news to come, but start to prepare for that now. Also, next Sunday is the Feast of St. Francis. And so we will bless animals. Um, we're going to do it in a different way this time, but we're still going to do it. So bring your animals with you to worship. We'll bless them during worship. And then after worship, during social time, we'll get a chance to meet your pets and uh, share their names. So we hope that you join us at that time. So now I invite you all to go to gallery view so we can share the peace with one another. And after the peace, if anybody wants to make comments about the sermon, the service, the music, anything like that, please add that to the comments um, after we share the peace. The peace of Christ be with you always. And, and also, also with you. With you. Welcome to our new members. Peace, Thank everyone. You. Welcome, Thank new you. members. Thank you.